up? It's your girl Tanaya B, and this is the Keep It Real Sis podcast. This is my first guest, my best friend, my sister. Woo-woo. <laughs> Woo-woo. Um, this episode is called "It's Okay Not to Be Okay." That's right. <laughs> that is so true. Because it really is. It is okay not to be it okay. It is. It is. But I feel like we just gave ourselves permission to, <laughs> to be okay. I feel like everyone kind of just like I feel weird not being okay. Right. Right. Like, it's out of the, the norm for me not to be okay. Right. I feel weird not being okay. Well, and it's like, where did we get to that point? Right. Well, why don't we start with first things first? Why don't you introduce yourself? Hello, everyone. My name is Kimberly. How yeah. are you guys doing? Yeah. <laughs> um, tell the listeners uh, three things that you think are important to know about you. Well, um, I would say that I'm in school, number one, so I'm trying to get my education and trying to get, you know, my my boss girl stuff together. Um, I would say also that I have a big family, so I'm very family-oriented. And also, I would say that I'm learning now more about mental health than anything. So getting your mental together, getting your physical together is very important. So, so get yourself together and don't be afraid about it. Don't feel like you can't say something about it. So I would say that about me, that's something that during quarantine that I really had to learn was that it's okay not to be okay. And to tell your best friends, your sisters about it, your you know, your family about it and not feel weird. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Cool. So, yes, this is Kim. I think this quarantine really had us in the pits of not being okay. I feel like yes. oh we weren't goodness. okay within ourselves. We had moments where we weren't okay within our friendship. Right. Like it's been crazy. <laughs> it's been a roller coaster up and down. Just literally up and down because you you don't know how to really feel because you're in the house. You're not out. You're not doing your daily activities. You're not working. You're not in school. You're not out, out in the club. You're not hanging out with your friends. So you feel like you're stagnant. Like you feel like you're in a weird spot very weird spot mm-hmm. i think that we started not being okay because um it didn't seem this serious like right. when it first happened right we were still hanging out with each other we were still seeing each other and then boom boom everything got real 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 quick <laughs> it got a real real quick like in a matter of days not even weeks a matter of days right so it's crazy. How did it become real for you? I think for me it became real when I realized that I was going to be online for the rest of the semester. So I wasn't going to be in school. Yeah. And my job shut down. A retail job. You know, retail, they open for everything. It could be a snowstorm, they're open. It could be Hurricane Sandy, they're open. Right. Or trying to be open. But <laughs> it was real for me when my school closed down and then when um, my job closed down. That's when I knew, okay, this is actually serious. Right. Really serious. Right. I think it got real for me um, because I was kind of quarantined before COVID hit because I was um, recovering from breast reduction surgery. So I was in the house doing quarantine. Right. (laughs) Basically. Already. Already. But I think it really got real um, when I started to realize that you couldn't find stuff at the store. Oh, my God. Right. That was crazy. Right. The panic was crazy, I feel like. The panic was crazy because we were still at Cheesecake. Just hang, at the mall. We hanging was at out. the mall. <laughs> hanging out. Eating outside. Eating, laughing, talking about how much time we're going to have with each other. Exactly. And then. The, and the matter of days, all that just blew up. Right. Right. It was definitely, definitely crazy. But I think that the not being okay part 
kind of came a little bit later. Yes, definitely. Because I felt like we, we felt like, and I know as a nation, we felt like, oh, this is not going to be that long. We're going to shut down. They're going to figure out, you know, the problem, find a solution to the problem, find a vaccine. Everyone's going to be okay. We're not going to have all these deaths. And then it just started slowly just building up to be a lot. People dying left and right. You know, at first it was don't wear masks. Now it was like you have to wear, wear masks. Mask. Uh-huh. Then they were saying wear gloves. So it started building to be where it was first it was one thing, then we're you know being told a second thing, and now everyone's panicking. You can't find Lysol. You can't find gloves. You can't find regular masks. You can't go to Home Depot and get the, the what do you call it, the M95 mask or whatever that is. Right. You can't get that. Can't get Clorox. Can't get Clorox. <laughs> we all need bleach. We need you bleach. Toilet tissue. Toilet tissue. People are <laughs> hoarding. They're going to the, to the dollar stores. And right. Doing all that things and, you know, buying all this stuff. And it was crazy because it was so unexpected and it happened so fast. Right. It was crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. I think that at first there was it was kind of um, sensationalized. Yeah, like we didn't know that it was gonna last this long, six, seven, eight months. Right. So mm-hmm. why don't you explain to us like when did it officially not start not being okay when you weren't okay? I think for me it was being always out the house, being so busy. You know, not having that time for myself to really focus on my mental health and things that I really wanted to do. Now that I'm in the house, I had all that time. So childhood trauma, past experiences, you know, not being able to go out certain places, not being able to see my friends or or comfortable enough to see my friends. It all kind of hit me at once. Things that I, you know, forgot about when I was a kid, things that really affected me as a kid. All that kind of came up all at once. And it really hit me hard. And I feel like a lot of people that are constantly busy, always working, always in school, always doing something, they don't really have time to really just take the time to slow down right. and kind of put things in perspective. Right. They're always on go mode. So when it's time for you to slow things down and really just face yourself, it was hard for me to face myself. Mm-hmm. It was like, we're not all in the house. We're all in the house now. It's a pandemic. People are dying. People I know are personally dying. And it's like what am I really living for? It's like, what was so important to me before this pandemic? School was important to me. Work was important to me. Going places with my friends were important to me. And now that's been ripped out from me. So it's like, what else is there? You know what I mean? It's like, what, what purpose do I have besides the things that I was doing? Right. And then I had to come to terms with my feelings and how I was feeling about my family, feeling about my friends, feeling about you know, my job and school. And I think all those feelings really overwhelmed me and I didn't know how to handle it. Right. It was tough. It was tough. Mm-hmm. I think um, the same thing with me. I think that, uh, you know, I've graduated from school. Um, I'm in a position that I don't... I, it's a stepping stone. Right. So I was looking forward to moving forward. Right. <laughs> and you're telling me everything is on pause. And I felt like my whole existence... Right. As an adult, as um, a woman, my womanhood has been on overcoming, on moving forward. Right. And you're telling me I don't have nothing to strive for except for being in this house? Mm-hmm. Like, even with friendships, all the things that we said that we wanted to do. like Places we wanted to go on vacation. We, we had, had vacations planned. Right. <laughs> it's like, okay, if I don't, I'm a person that has to look forward. To something. To something in order to strive in order to feel like I had purpose, my purpose was always to look forward. Mm-hmm. So now, you know, with this pandemic, I really hit a spot where I just didn't know what to look forward to. Right. And then the um, 
isolation from my, my friends, from, you know, family, that really, really, really hit me really hard. Right. It really hit me hard. And then, I don't know, I think, like, we got into this um, weird spot in our friendship where, like, I'm the really expressive person. Right. Where I can say how I'm feeling and you kind of got caught in a spot where you were the listener because you felt like it wasn't okay to express what you were going through. Right. And a lot of that stemmed from my childhood and not being not being um, courageous or not even courageous but given the opportunity to really just or tools, or tools yeah. to really just be able to express myself right. without being told that my feelings didn't matter, what I felt didn't matter and I kind of had to just fall in line. You know, you're told as a kid and, and most households I don't care where you're from you know you're a child gotta stay in a child's place listen to your parents type of thing right so when it's time for you to express yourself you know you have a hard time doing that because you've never been told that it was okay to do it so I found that in my friendships in my relationships in all other forms of you know communication I had an issue expressing myself and it's like I wanted to but I just didn't have the know-with-all to do it or I didn't feel brave enough to do it so it was affecting me and affecting my friendships and I found that if I wanted to have that breakthrough, I had to just really express myself and talk to my, my friends, my sis, because it was literally driving me crazy. And when you're in quarantine, you're on social media every five seconds. So you're mm-hmm. seeing people being quarantined together. You're seeing people still going out. And you're like, damn, I really want to go out too. Right. I want to have a quarantine bay. You know, you're thinking all these things because right. people are putting on for social media. But the, the fact of the matter is they're not okay. Right. And it's okay to not be okay. It is. It really is. And you're thinking like, oh my God, people have all this money. They're going these places. And am I the only one that's not okay? And the answer is no. But I think that it's really, um, in our community, people that are willing to admit that they're not okay. It makes other people uncomfortable Yeah. when you admit that. Because they're not even willing to admit that to themselves. Right. They walk around not being okay and you know they see that as a weakness within themselves right so if they don't have compassion for themselves how can they have compassion for you exactly i just feel like mental health in a lot of communities it just has this stigma like you're crazy if you talk about how you're feeling mentally it's like you're they label you as a mental case something's wrong with her or wrong with him because Mm -hmm. they're talking about how they feel it's like it's not normal to just say i'm not feeling my best or i'm depressed or i'm unhappy i'm sad it's like they just want to look at you like you're crazy. Right. So people don't even talk about not being okay. Don't even mention mental health. Mental health has been mentioned so much during the quarantine and in the past couple of years because it's really a very, like a very important thing to mention. Mental health is very important. It affects people whatever age you are. You can be a child and go through trauma. Mm-hmm. You, can, you can be an adult and have trauma. You can mm-hmm. be an elderly person mm-hmm. and be traumatized. And I feel like trauma is so important and that connects with, with mental health. Right. It's so important. I agree that it's important too. So once you were able, I think we both got to a point where we were able to just iterate to each other that we're not okay. Right. But we didn't reach that point where it's okay not to be okay because I feel like both of us don't handle discomfort right. really well. Right. Like I think that we both hit a point in our in our friendship where we both were uncomfortable and we instinctively took that as a sign as 
oh, let's push the other person away. Right. And as I mature, I'm starting to realize that it's really important to be, start to get comfortable with being uncomfortable because that's how you grow. Right. That is certainly how you grow. And with you being uncomfortable, you know something is wrong. Right. And that's the first sign. The funny part is with, with both of us, we felt the same way about some of the same things. Right. And if we had just communicated how we felt, we would have had, you know, we probably would have gotten to that level. We like both feeling we the same thing. We went crazy, just crazy. Just to, just to reiterate, I'll t- tell you like a little bit of the yeah. story. Like, um, we just reached a point where Kim um, was more conscious of COVID, right? Because she has so many brothers and sisters, lives with a her million. mother and father, right? And I'm a person that lives alone, so. I basically was looking at it like, listen, Kim, I haven't been anywhere. I don't have nothing. You can come <laughs> hang out. We can, we can go right. hang out in the driveway. I don't care. I just want to see you. Right. And her stance was more so, I just want to keep myself safe. I want to keep my friends safe. I don't right. want to put anybody at risk. Right. So we had like this huge blowout around my birthday, all because it was raining that day. Right. It was a terrible day. It was, it was raining it was that weird. day. And, um, we were supposed to meet up outside. Right. And I just couldn't get up early enough to beat the rain. So right. that meant that I couldn't see her all day. And, you know, I am ai don't live with my family. So my birthday is basically a day that uh, I like to spend with my friends. I spend the day after my birthday with my family. But right. I'm more of a turn up. Let's have fun. It's my birthday type thing. Exactly. So I was really bummed out because um, most of my other friends, they live really, really far. Um, some out of state so it's a lot of pressure on Kim to kind of show up and there was it was just a miscommunication yeah miscommunication is like the best word yeah miscommunication for real yeah because we didn't like we didn't both understand how we were both feeling yeah we're feeling the exact same way like that feeling of just feeling lost feeling hopeless feeling stuck feeling stuck yes and it was weird because we felt the exact same way right like the exact words to describe how we're feeling is how we felt and, right and just like speaking to each other like i think a few days after and just communicating she was like girl I'm, i've been feeling this way but girl i've been feeling this way too right it's like what that is crazy uh-huh and it's like we weren't okay but you know it's it's so weird we just didn't know how to say i wasn't okay yeah i think we kind of like both like pointed the finger at each other right for not i think that at first i know i felt like oh she doesn't care about how i'm really doing right and who how i'm really feeling and um yeah i i think that was a huge mistake i think that you felt like i didn't care about how you really right. was doing right. like and i'm at the end of the day, it was just a really big misunderstanding where it's like, all I care about is like how you're doing. Exactly. Like, <laughs> that's how we both felt. Yeah, like. So it was just crazy how it all kind of came full circle. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm feeling this way and I really care about you. I'm feeling this way and I really care about you too. I think we were crying outside. Yeah, we were crying. We were outside crying. eating cheese, right. drinking wine. It was, it was, it was a lot. It, it was, was a lot. Really but it was, it was a good day though because we, <laughs> we needed that release. Right. And we need to just get that out. Right. Because like, like we said, it's okay to not be okay. Mm-hmm. And if you express that with people you really care about and you love, then they can accept that and they can help you make it through that. And I think that we really have been tra- more transparent with each other, more yeah. conscious exactly. of digging and prying a little bit with each other's emotions, even when 
the way that we express ourselves may seem really quick. Right. You know, we learn to ask more open-ended questions. questions. Exactly. Um, just take more interests. Mm-hmm. Um, take it a little bit more personal. Take it a little less for face value and understand that we both are learning how to communicate a little bit better. Right. And, you know, I would say that I learned just to be more expressive, just to be able to express myself more. Mm-hmm. And being friends and being a sis with Zanaya, that really helped me to just say, okay, I have somebody that I can open up to and not feel judged and not feel like I can't speak to them because she's always been there. She's always been that person that I can really speak to. But when, you're, when you have a hard time expressing yourself, you don't fully see that. And you actually rob people of being there for you by not expressing yourself because mm-hmm. they say, hey, how are you doing? And you're like, I'm fine. Knowing you're not fine, you're robbing them of, of being able to give you a nice word, giving you a kind conversation, being able to soothe you because you're telling them you're one way when you're really another. Right. And that's that's robbery. It really is. Yeah. I felt that way. I felt like, girl, you're talking to the um, Miss Sad Girl. You're talking to the kid cutting <laughs> of your friends that can really understand a lot of what you're going through. And I, I was hurt because I'm like, I just wanted to be there for you. Exactly. And, <laughs> and you know what? I felt so bad because it took for me to speak to you and hear you talk for me to realize that, okay, I didn't know that, you know, that was like, she felt like that because... You know, from my side, you know, sometimes we kind of get in our own way and we get in our own head. Mm-hmm. I was looking at it like, this is how I'm feeling. I can't, I can't express myself. It's not just with her. It's my friends. It's my other friends and my family. And then from her side, it's like, I want to be there for you to express yourself. I want to hear what you have to say, but you don't want to say anything. So it's like kind of pulling, trying to pull a horse to water and make him drink when they're like, nah, I don't want it. And it's like, I'm trying to, but you're not, you're not giving nothing to feed off on. Right. But that's what I have to realize on this, is just that communication is the key. You have to communicate with your friends and family. You have to. You really have to. So give me three areas of your life where you really felt not okay, like stuck, hopeless, powerless. So I felt stuck in my like my family situation, not being able to fully speak to my parents about how I felt about certain things growing up. I felt stuck with like my school situation. I feel like, oh my God, I'm at a certain age now. Even though I'm getting ready to finish school, I should be out of school already. I should right. be having a career job. I felt stuck in that area. And I just felt stuck with work. Like I should be, you know, kind of similar. I should be at a different job. I should be making this my money. I should be here by now. So I felt stuck in like my like professional work. I feel like I felt stuck there. And I just felt stuck and drained mentally. Like mentally I should be in a different spot I shouldn't be here still after all these years so I felt stuck in those areas I felt stagnant in those areas yeah I have to say I felt stuck in my interpersonal relationships as far as friends because I feel like I'm the more emotionally available and supportive friend Mm -hmm. and the most um like yeah like emotionally available emotionally intelligent right and I felt like I was always giving, giving, giving that, and I could never really give it, give, get it, get it, mm-hmm. get it back. Um, I felt stuck, of course, professionally. Um, just incredibly unhappy, feeling like I was robbed of an opportunity to to really explore right. a little bit more when I was ready, you know. Right. And um, I definitely felt stuck. As far as family, just feeling like when am I, I can't tell where my life begins and my family life 
begins. It's oh, just that, like say that. That's exactly how I feel. There's no separation. Right. That's how I felt. Too. Like I feel like I have to carry a lot of the burdens. Right. To be the fixer, to be the helper. Right. And it's like I can't tell where my family ends and I begin sometimes. That's real. I think a lot of people go through that, especially when you have when you're really family oriented. You have a close family, mm-hmm. or if you have a big family, like my family's huge, so mm-hmm. we're we're together all the time. And I just felt like my life wasn't my life anymore. I felt like it was my my family's life, and everything I did or everything that I wanted to do was you know about the family. I had the family in mind at all times, and it's like I couldn't really live for me. So I had the sense of like identity issues, like what's my real identity? Who am I really? Because I feel like I'm living for my family and I've never lived for myself. So I was going through all that during the quarantine and then not being able to be out and then feeling guilty about being out because people have, oh, if you go out here, you can get COVID. It was basically, it was like, if you go to a grocery store, you can get COVID. Mm-hmm. If you go here, you can get COVID. So it was this COVID scare where it's like anywhere you go at any moment, you can get COVID. And we didn't have all the information that we have now. So I people would just—we don't. We honestly don't. <laughs> we really but, don't. But I feel like back then we didn't know anything, right? You know, we weren't even told, we told to wear a mask at that point. We didn't right. even know to wear a mask. I mean, I was personally, I was, but people weren't even being told to wear a mask at that point or gloves. We're just told if you don't have it, you you know, don't wear a mask, you're fine. So now people are everyone's wearing a mask because it's like mandated. But you know, we and we're have, in New Jersey, by the way. Exactly. So we have to wear a mask. Like, it, it's no caring activity here. But I'm yeah. not wearing a mask. No, you have to wear a mask yeah. everywhere you go. Yeah. So it was this for me. It was this fear of COVID. I have older parents. I have siblings that have pre-existing conditions. So it was a fear of COVID for me that kept me from living, and it was eating me from the inside. Right. Mm, literally eating right. from the inside, driving me crazy. Right. I mean, the same here. Um, I felt the fear. I felt. Uh, I felt a lot more liberal than you did because. Right. I live completely alone. Right. Um, but they got in the door. My parents, my family, my immediate family lives really close by. But, I mean, I'm talking about people that, outside of that, I didn't right. really need to see. So, it just, I don't know, it was eating me on the inside in a way that they tell you when you're feeling like this, you need to reach out to friends, you need to be around positive people. Right. Like, I can't be around... Anybody, Anybody that I want to be. I want to be around. Exactly. It's a whole pandemic out here. Yeah, so it definitely made me feel like stuck. Like I'm never going to see, you know, never going to. I think that normal is comfort when you want things to go right. back to normal. And I think I had to mourn my old life. Yeah. I think we all had to kind of say, you know, rest in peace to our old lives because. This is like the new normal. Like wearing a mask, even wearing a mask, you know, people are talking about, oh, I can't see your face. Well, that's over with. Because I don't want to put my, right, my, my life in risk so you can see my face. Mm-hmm. But it's like wearing a mask now. You can barely breathe in these masks, first of all. It's hard to breathe in them. <laughs> it sucks to have to wear one, but, you know, for your safety and someone else's safety, you have to wear it. But just the simple things that we took for, took for you know, for advantage. Like being able to go out and go to a restaurant. Being able to go to a concert, being able to go just go to the mall and walk around. We still haven't done that. Exactly. We still haven't done that. People are at the mall already shopping. I yeah. mean, with their unemployment money. Right. You. But yeah, it's the simplest things that would just make your day so much better. We can't even really do without thinking about COVID in the back of your head. So we talked about not being okay. Mm-hmm. So 
we talked about our journey of expressing how we are we're not okay. Right. And when did you start being okay with not being okay? I think I started being okay when I realized that how I'm feeling doesn't make me crazy. Mm-hmm. And how I'm feeling is how a lot of people feel. Mm-hmm. They have these feelings of feeling stagnant, mm-hmm. feeling hopeless, things that have happened to them in the past that's now in their mind because they're free to really think you know I've, i started realizing that i'm not crazy when i started just doing small things like cleaning uh cooking exercising just going for walks i started to kind of feel like not normal but a sense of just i'm living again so i, I started feeling normal not normal but you know around that just being able to just get out a little bit more i felt a little bit like a little bit better and then being able to see you being able to just kind of just be out i started feeling a little bit better I still am working on certain things, so I'm not fully okay. Yes, girl. Thank getting, you. Thank but you. I'm getting towards it. I am not back to being okay yet. Right. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not okay. I'm not fully okay. And I feel like that's okay to say. Yeah. Like, no one, I feel like it's fully okay. Yeah. Because I'm not okay with what's going on. I'm not okay with losing my family members, losing loved ones. I'm not okay with none of this stuff. But I know that there is something for me to look forward to. In my head, at least. Mm-hmm. And I'm okay with that, but I'm not fully okay, but I'm getting there. Yeah. It's, it's going to be a journey. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. that I started being okay with not being okay when I realized that there's tools. Like you said, firstly, that I'm not alone. Secondly, mm-hmm. everyone isn't... Like, I've gotten over this this whole, everyone has to understand how I'm doing. Right. Everyone has to understand how I'm feeling. Validate me. Yeah. i gotten over that. If I have one or two people that understand me the closest people to me then I'm good right you know eventually I would like to be in a place where I don't need anyone else to validate me right I'm gonna be honest I'm not there I don't think anyone's fully there yeah I don't think anyone's so I think that once I started realizing that everybody ain't gonna be my cup of tea right every friend that I thought was my friend Mm -hmm. speak on it like that I thought was my sis. Right. Mm. They're not going to be able to be real. They're not going to be able right. to be transparent. They're not going to, they can't even face themselves. Themselves. How do I expect them to face what I'm going through? Exactly. And I had to let that, let that be. That's and once real. I let that be and I started to realize that, you know, at least having one person in your corner that understands is enough. It started to open up my mind, open up my world to there's tools out here, there's help out here. Right. You're not alone. Mm-hmm. But not everybody gonna understand. Facts. That's facts. I feel like this quarantine really showed me people's true colors. How so? I feel like the people who you were, you know, it's funny because when the quarantine first hit, everyone, we're going to be on Zoom. We're going to be on FaceTime. I'm going to call you. I'm going to call you. Every I'm going to call you every day, girl, because <laughs> I can't see you. And those phone calls at first were consistent, mm-hmm. you know. But once that month hit for COVID, those phone calls became less and less. Those text messages became less and less. Those FaceTime, those FaceTime calls became less and less. And those let me check up on you messages became less and less. So I feel like the quarantine really helped me distinguish who's there for me, who's not who's real who isn't and who's gonna be with me on this journey throughout my life and that at first i wasn't okay with that 
Mm. And I feel like How people don't want okay? it. It's like you expect people to be there for you that you've been there for. Mm. People who are supposed to be in your corner, you know, your ride or dies and your boo, whoever it could be, your family, whoever it could be. You're like, I know I have them during this tough time in the, in the world. But when you really see who is who, you're like, damn, I wasn't expecting this. Like, it does hit hard. I don't care how emotionally strong you think you are. But someone tells you they're there for you and you look around and there's nobody there, that hits you hard. Speak on that. That hits you hard like like no other. And you just like, damn, like, I don't want to, you know, people put on. I don't want to say I'm not okay with my friend not calling me or this person not checking up on me, but I'm not okay with it. Right. And it's like, do I tell them, tell them I'm not okay with it? Do they even care that I'm not okay with it? Or do I just take it as a loss and keep it moving? As someone I know say, charge it to the game. Do you just charge right. to the game? So me, you know, I'm quick to cut somebody off. Like, you know, even people I care about, I'm like, I don't want to cut them off. Let me try to see what's there. And let me try to reach out. But you can only reach out so much before you just get that rejection. And I've always been scared of rejection. So mm -hmm, rejection. So to get that rejection or not get that phone call or that FaceTime, it cuts deep. And I feel like that ties into the, the people feeling depressed, people feeling like they're hopeless because pe pe the people that's closest to you, you feel like we're not there for you during this quarantine. That's so true. And mm -hmm. I realized that like I had to keep it real myself and be like, sometimes I'm that person. Mm -hmm. Like and in somebody else's life. And I had to realize that it's never really about that other person. No. It's not in reflection of my feelings towards that other person. It's about what's going on in my world. Right. Like, for example, I literally just ghosted writing. Right. And it something, had... Something you love to do. I love to do writing. Exactly. Love writing. Right. But it's just like, I just... It has nothing to do with my desire. Not this, It's just my ability because of what I'm go what I was going, going through. through right? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So um even with friends, you know, I'm pretty sure that someone on the other end could be saying that they haven't heard from me. Right. And it's like if they ever came to me about it, I would tell them it really don't have nothing to do nine times out of ten. There is a point ten percent where it could be it, you the problem. <laughs> <laughs> but small nine, percentage nine times out of ten it's like girl i didn't mean to ignore you or right i've been going through my own, own thing, thing girl i'm yeah. so sorry mm -hmm. yeah so it's like i kind of put myself i kind of look at myself both ways because i don't I'm, I'm trying to break out of this victim mentality right um mindset where everything is happening to me right and most importantly empathy like putting myself in other people's shoes right and yeah I think that just as I felt that quarantine revealed a lot about other people in relation to me it really revealed a lot about me in relation to other right people. speak on that that self-reflection was real mm -hmm. during this quarantine like just being able to look inwardly and seeing where you can grow seeing where you made mistakes and seeing where you hurt people too so I feel like people don't ever speak on that yeah we don't speak on when we actually hurt people whether it's, whether it's intentional or like unintentional we never speak on that it's like we're kind of like too perfect to speak on it it's like we hurt people too yeah girl i know my editor is freaking mad at me because like girl you just ghosted me and i'm like i was too scared to tell you that i'm not feeling 
up to ladies. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're too, too afraid to say that you're not okay. Okay, yeah. Because it's like it's not okay to be not okay. be okay. Yeah. But, we're, but we're telling you it's okay to not be okay. Yes. And that's the crazy part. It's just like this fear of just being open with people and not trying to feel judged about being open. I don't know. It's just crazy to me. It's just really crazy. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. So, what are some things that you're looking forward to? I'm looking forward to just people being healthy, following these rules, you know, get, getting active and getting out there, not being crazy and going to these gyms. Come on, y'all. Listen. <laughs> we're in New Jersey, by the way. Exactly. So, so we're not even open. open yet. Yeah. So, it's like, y'all got this unemployment money. We know it's sitting in y'all account because they're complaining about capitalism. So, we know that money's in y'all account. <laughs> go on Amazon, go on QVC, get you a little treadmill or, you know, an elliptical, whatever you want to get, and work out in your basement. All right. Okay? It's like, I get it. Or just go outside, go to the park, go walk, <laughs> something. But get active, you know, get your mental right, meditate. If, you, if you're a Christian, pray, you know, whatever you do, just get your mental right, get your physical right. And then I feel like the rest will kind of fall in place. Call people that you haven't spoken to. Because, not, you know, they probably want to speak to you too, but they don't know how to take that first step. Call a friend that you haven't spoken to in a while. Hey, what's up? You know, I'm checking on you. We haven't spoken. To, I haven't spoken to you in a long time. How are you? Just small things to just get your yourself together. You know, go online. If you want to look for a job, go look for a job. If you want to work, work. If you want to do school online, go to school online. But do something where you can feel that you're empowered, where you can feel that you're being active or you're, you know, doing something that you want to do. Don't be at home, you know, on the couch watching Netflix every day, all day, eating ice cream, eating cheesecake. Don't do that. You are so there. I know. So I'm telling you, don't do what I did. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do any of that, you know. And if you want to, that's fine. But make time for yourself where you feel like you are doing something important for yourself. Okay. I think that I'm looking forward to returning back to me. Right. Like, returning back to discovering myself because I feel like I get lost in supporting others right and I know you can identify with yes, that I can. to the point where I just lose myself so mm-hmm. much so I'm looking forward to putting myself first putting God first and then putting myself right. after speak um, on that I look forward to being brave to saying yeah I'm scared about x y and z but I'm gonna take the steps that I need necessarily to like move forward on certain things right and I'm just looking forward to baby steps. Right. Small steps. You know, we're not asking everybody to go crazy and, and go back to how they were living before. Yeah, but like just on a personal steps. level, I'm just looking towards like baby steps. Like Small just, things. We used to shoot concerts, road trips, you know. Yeah. But just baby steps, just seeing my friends more a little bit more often. Right. Um, making healthier decisions a lot more often. Right. Um, putting my power into purpose and striving and realizing that the new normal doesn't mean that my destination has changed. Which my destination, my personal destination is joy and happiness within right. myself. And perhaps the ways that I used to go about finding them or exploring them has changed but that doesn't mean that I'm not going to get there right like it's the same destination just a different route right we're just going a different way but we're trying to get to the same place alright girl any last remarks stay healthy stay prayed up meditate you know call your friends call your family 
just speak to people that you really care about and talk to them because getting through this is not you being alone and being to yourself it's about you being with your family and your friends and people that care about you awesome well i like to end my episodes with gratitude so i'm going to do an exercise called stroking so i'm going to tell you three things that i love about you oh thank you oh thank you my other guest i'm not going to joke and make a um lie and say that i love if i don't know you that well i may say that i adore i like but this is the one that i love so what i love about kim is her courage even though she thinks that she's scared (laughs) right um i just admire her courage to speak her mind the way that she does it um helps me to do the same oh thank you i appreciate that um i really adore the way that she has faith thank you you've always been full of faith like Mm. since i've met you um and i just really endure enjoy your um your inner beauty like you're obviously a very beautiful woman on oh, the outside thank you. but all of that doesn't matter to me because you just have like the most she's about to make me cry in the inside <laughs> like i don't <laughs> oh my god oh my god i'm gonna cry i can't do this but thank god i don't have mascara on because hey where am i going all right <laughs> thank god for that all right <laughs> All right, so I think we all are wrapped up, and I'll see you on the next episode. I hope you enjoyed. If you did, please leave a rating down below. Yes, please um, do. Please tell one of your sisters or your bros to follow this podcast and listen to some topics that I think that are going to resonate with you well. Yeah, I think so, too. All I right. think everybody needs to hear this. All right. <laughs> Y'all have a good one. Woo-woo. Bye. 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 <laughs>